Welcome to the podcast of Conversations with Friends, heard every week on KAOI Radio in Maui, Hawaii. Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Omwake. Well, wow. Good morning, Jim. How are you? I'm great, Mary. How are you? I'm wonderful. Jim Jacobson, uh, newly engaged. I yes. guess we can announce that. We can in, we can announce that and we can talk, uh, we can kind of tease the program by saying one of the th- tools that my fiance Molly and I use a lot is Byron Katie's The Work. The Work. And we'll be talking with one of her facilitators, Flavin, who's going to uh, start an ongoing work at Unity twice a, twice a month. It's it's so really she, amazing stuff. Uh, Byron, of course, has been on our show here, and then she came to Maui. Katie. I'm Byron. Byron Katie. Byron Katie. She likes to be called. Byron Katie. Yeah. Ms. Byron Katie. Ms. Byron Katie. Um, or Katie. Yeah, Katie. Katie. Um, has been on our show, and then she came to Maui a few months ago, and mm. there were a group of two or three hundred people who who went to see her live at uh, the the this this yoga studio up country, and I got in front of them for we heard a Jim forty five minutes. Keep running very, into me. You're very honest. Well, you know the thing about Byron Katie's work, and we'll be talking with Flavin in the second half of the program. Is it's so simple, yeah. and people here on Maui are such advanced souls. They've yeah. been doing their meditation. They've been working with spirit, and and you know. Stuff doesn't move. That samskara from past lives, it's still there. And you're going, wow, I've done all that forgiveness. I've done all that practice. And where is that stuff? Why do I still go through days with little withholds, mm-hmm. little frustrations? Why do I think the driver in front of me really should go faster? <laughs> Why do I think the people true? I work with really should be different than they are? And, yeah. and I get upset about it. And, and, you know, you don't have to. It just is. And, and this works so simple. So we'll be talking about it. And you put that with a simple practice of silence. You've got the whole deal to go to enlightenment. I believe it with all my heart. You don't need all the, the rigmarole and all the, and the dogma. And I still trust it. I, no, you don't need any dogma. I'm, I'm not a fan of dogma, but I'm a grateful fan of everyone that's helped me, every therapist, mm-hmm. every body worker, every visionary, every author that's given me a little piece of it, pointed me more to the light. Mm-hmm. So this is not to diminish anybody's work, but it, these are simple tools mm-hmm. that you can do 95% of your own transformation process. So I'm really excited. And then in the beginning of the show, we'll be talking with our favorite, Dr. Elaine Willis, who 85 years, I think you can only say that because she looks better than most of us at 40. And she is drop-dead gorgeous, Mm -hmm. absolutely magnificent. And the thing about Elaine, and not only, you know, they they fly her all over the, uh, the United States women's groups just to coach them. I mean, she has these beautiful women that are 50, 60, say, how at 85 can you be so articulate, so gorgeous, so healthy, so involved in life? And one of the things is she's always on the leading edge of consciousness. She's been on the leading edge. She's a TV star way back, you know, in her younger life, an entrepreneur. And uh, always on the, And last time she was with us, she talked about the biology of belief. It was fascinating. It and was. She, she came down to Unity and did a Sunday talk, and people still talk about it. So we'll be talking with Elaine Willis. But um, let's pause because this next Sunday, we have one of our favorite people, uh, a troubadour of the world, Charlie Thweet. Mm-hmm. Been studying the Christ of Miracles for over 30 years. Uh, graduated with honors as an architect and has never worked as an architect, got into the Course in Miracles, began to sing um, the, the words from the Course in Miracles, now it flies again all over the world with, to Italy, to South America, everywhere, 
um, working with different uh, doctors, conventions, chiropractors, and he'll be here on for his yearly visit. His son was born here on Maui. You, you've known him for a long time. I've known him. He wrote when I first awakened, when I first came to my first, like, oh, life's different than I thought. Yeah. He's a big-time real, realtor making six-figure income and stress to the max. <laughs> And, you know, hit that, thank God for the bottoms, because I started to say, what more could there be? And found The Course in Miracles, found Charlie. Right, Actually, before um, I even found The Course in Miracles, I was in England, and I heard him singing with Oman and Shanti. And I thought, this is the truest stuff. They sang a song called You Are Light. Yes, you are. That's the real you. And my soul just lit up. Mm-hmm. And I brought it back to my unity minister. I'd been going for about two months. I said, wait till people <laughs> hear that. And I was stunned to find out that every unity minister knows you are light. Yeah. Jesus knew it. Every avatar knew it. But you know, the first time you hear it, you think it's the news of the world. I have an epiphany. Yeah. It's like that. It's like you read a book now with yeah. a Celestine prophecy, right. conversations with God. You go, oh, wow. Now and you don't I realize get it. that, boy, Everyone's for about 5,000, I was humbled. I was Severely humbled, Jim, when I realized I wasn't the first one. And uh, But I knew, what I did know is if when people get this, it'll change their world. Mm-hmm. And Charlie happens to be one of the clearest voices, one of the purest hearts. He's a teacher of God. He's also a, a, a troubadour, and he's one just so humble. There's mm-hmm. no, what you, you get just the essence. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been practicing this, living it, and he's the real thing. So we're going to go to break, but before we do, let's everybody have a chance to hear him. Um, we have a CD. He will. He's on an airplane, or we'd be talking to right. him. He'll he's be here this in. Sunday. He'll not only be there due to the Sunday service, but he'll also do a concert um, in the evening. And he's and what's he calling? It's kind of clever. Something about. Well, I'll tell you what the name of it. It's one of those wonderful things people mm-hmm. do with words. But this is Charlie Thwee, Unity speaker and musician for Sunday at the Maui Tropical Plantation. Look around the room. Smiles on every face You can feel the peace You can feel the grace We are all in motion Some things are apart But life is working out You can feel it in your heart Surrounded in an ocean of love 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 We are surrounded Look around the room Smiles on every face You can feel the peace You can feel the grace We are all in motion Some things are apart But life is working out You can feel it in your heart Surrounded in an ocean of love I know we are Surrounded in an ocean of love Surrounded in an ocean of love I feel your heart Surrounded in an ocean of love We are surrounded 
Are we on? Well, that was Charlie Thweet, and he's going to be with us Sunday, both in the morning service, at 7 o'clock Tropical at night. Plantation. And Jim, I'm just really blessed today because we're welcoming a platinum sponsor, Myrna Stone, who's the editor of what I think is the best real estate magazine on Maui. It's called Real Estate Maui Style. So not only do you get like great houses and land and all that you normally get, mm-hmm. but she's put together a couple of things. One is each month there's an interview with mm-hmm. someone who lives on Maui. So it's great content. It's not just one of these advertising things. There's actually really interesting stories in here. Yes, and this month, of course, it's worth <laughs> is everybody. It's Ram Doss's Be yeah. Here Maui. I love that. She's got a great writer. Yeah. Be Here Maui, Ram Doss Embodied. On Maui at present, embodied at Maui, yeah. because, you know, those who maybe don't know, Ramdas <laughs> has come here, and this is where he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't travel, yeah. he doesn't fly, um, and he does things that we'll announce. He's done a lot of wonderful things for Unity, mm-hmm. and he does a, a, we, a monthly satsang. But here's this wonderful article, and each month she interviews someone that is making a difference on Maui that's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. You can pick up, and it's a blue cover. It's just gorgeous. The dolphins, two gorgeous dolphins, several just, dolphins. Yeah, when you when you go into Long's or Safeway or any real estate office, shopping centers all over the island, we actually have a few copies at Maui. Real estate Maui style, beautiful blue cover. Not only has complete listing homes, condos, land for sale, but uh, there's this 2006 who's who. And, you know, you're traveling here to Maui. And you can actually look in uh, the back of the book, and what it has is different realtors. And you know what I like about it, Jim, is it tells what their passions are, how they're contributing to Maui as long as, and with their philosophy. And I was thinking, you know, if you're an environmentalist, you want a green realtor. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're an investor. You want somebody who's really savvy on mm-hmm. the real estate market, maybe for leisure. And maybe you're a golf nut. Mm-hmm. You can actually go back there and find a realtor that has your passion rather than just walk into a an open yeah. house and have somebody, you can find someone that's really good well, That's for good because almost everyone in their neighbor is a realtor here. So now you can There's find a out lot. who's who in the 2006 <laughs> guide from real estate Maui style. So we welcome Myrna Stone. The, the, it comes out monthly, real estate Maui style, something to look forward to and uh, worth picking up. Just for the uh, Ram Dass article, yeah. out, one of the best, and we love Ram Dass. So, Myrna, thank you very much, and we'll just take a real quick break, and we'll be back with our favorite, Dr. Elaine Willis. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Well, Jim, we have online absolutely one of my totally favorite people on Maui, Dr. Elaine Willis. She graces us every couple of months, and we always 
leave illumined, uplifted, with some good information. Elaine, I hope you're listening. Oh, I am, my dear. <laughs> We've been singing your praises earlier, and I told them that you, that actually women on the mainland fly you over there to be their spiritual right. coach, and uh, just amazing. And, uh, you know, you, you could probably talk about anything at the edge of consciousness, how to stay healthy, how to stay involved, how to live a healthy, productive life. Um, what do you want to share with us today? Well, um, I think your idea, Mary, when we spoke the other day, was how can we stay centered at this time in life and uh, in all of our personal lives, but the lives of the, the human family. And I've been thinking about that for some time now, and I really know that we all know this truth, but let's, let's let me repeat it. Now, since what we resist persists. Thank you. We can only be grateful for the opportunity to learn and grow and expect a new world to unfold if we are part of it. And we have to change our thinking, and our life will change. And uh, I've been pretty inspired this last... I awakened this morning, believe it or not, humming um, the most wonderful song that many of you know from over 20 years ago. One of my favorites was John Denver. Mm-hmm. And I dug out quickly <laughs> one of the old tapes. But listen to these words if you want your answer. It's about time. It's it? about time. It's about time we realized it. We're all in this together. It's about time we realized it for it's all of us or none. It's about time we recognize it, these changes in the weather. It's about time we start to see it. The earth is our only home. It's about time we face it. We can't make it here alone. It's about time. It's about changes. It's about time. Wow. He goes on to say, it's about time we begin to turn the world around. It's about time we start to make the dream alive that we've always known. It's about time we start to live it. This family of man... It's about time, it's about changes, it's about peace, it's about plenty, and it's about time. Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh, God, and yeah, so I played it over and over again thinking, that dear soul saw it way ahead of us. He did. That was my uh, chapel song when you graduate from ministerial school. You really? Get, you, get to, you do your, your message, and that was John Denver. I was oh. devoted. Uh, oh. He was the troubadour leading us. And what one man can do, which yes. is for all of us, what oh. one man can do is dream. What one man can do is turn the world and make it right again. So I've got God bumps and tears because... <laughs> What a troubadour for spirit, John Denver. You bet. He was yeah. th- I, think, I think back in those wonderful movies that he did with George Burns. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh God. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and just to personify God as such a wonderful, happy, you know, curmudgeon. <laughs> was George Burns the best God you've ever seen? Oh, God. And he said, but we need help. I remember him saying, we need help. And he says, that's why I gave you each other. <laughs> that's George Burns' line. That's why I gave you each other. I mean, that just gives you well, guidebumps. We, yeah. we just really all have to work together. It mm-hmm. is the family of man, and I mm-hmm. think that we forget that sometimes. Oh. You know, we think that there's a world out there and we have nothing to do with it, but we are making it with our thoughts. You know, all that new thought is, because it's not a new 
religion. It's a way of life. But you can be a Buddhist new thought, a Hindu new thought, a Christian new thought, an agnostic new thought. But Buddha said everything in form, everything that exists in form, rises from our thought. And when I focus on what I don't like, I don't like the war, I don't like the government, I don't like somebody I work with, I don't... The spiritual principle is whatever I focus on increases. Mm -hmm. So if there's only 5% of your life that's working or that you think is working in America, focus on that. Next week there'll be 10%. Keep focusing on that. Praise that. Talk about that. A year from now, 90% of your life, that's what happened for me. I was the most negative thinker in the world. I mm. prized myself. I thought it was an art. And of course, it's pretty easy to find stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, now that I realize it, it really wasn't that much of a mastery. It's just that I was so immersed in. I came out of college with uh, cynicism and sarcasm. That was kind of a, a little thing we did. You know? were then. Yeah, it was, a, it was a kind of an art form. And mm-hmm. gosh, somebody gave me a little book. And said, I want you to write down every good thing you see today. Not five things, every good thing you see. And I carried notebooks and notebooks. And now it's so unusual not to see something beautiful. But that is just such a beautiful thought. It's time. It's time. Also in the context of global warming. I mean, when, when, in, in, as you read the lyrics of the song, I was just chilled when I, I think about an inconvenient truth and exactly, how th- that's okay. so powerful. Yeah. You know, Melissa Etheridge wrote a song for that movie that um, you can get on iTunes or on the internet, mm-hmm. and it's a, and it's a powerful song. But it's not near, and that's at the end of that inconvenient truth. But that John Denver song is oh, so powerful I and think. so prescient. It is, and the way he says it with so much love in his voice, yeah. you just want to hear it over and over again. He was the troubadour of my generation for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. This is this is the word for the day, for, word for today: troubadour. Okay. Yeah. And the other word is change. Do you know Charles Fillmore, when uh, Unity got sued uh, way back in the 1890s, because when Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, took the name Christian Science for his publication. Mm-hmm. And literally, there was a lawsuit. And I love this, because, you know, when we're in a lawsuit, somebody's talking mean about us, we tend to say, oh, that's so terrible. Well, they lost the lawsuit. Oh. And they had to find another name. And so the first name he came up with was Change. And he said, well, the whole message is change. Mm-hmm. Now, aren't we glad that he found another name? <laughs> Hi, I go to the Unity <laughs> Church. Of, uh, I go to the Church of Change. Yeah. <laughs> I go down to that change center. <laughs> but that's really the message, isn't it? And then in silence, of course, he came up with unity, oneness, unity of consciousness. What a, how blessed we are. But, you know, th- that's such a reminder that your worst thing can become your best thing. Mm-hmm. A lawsuit that you lose, humiliated, mm-hmm. made the newspaper, you know. Spiritual teachers uh, sued and lost. You know, I mean, you can imagine, <laughs> yeah. like on the Maui News. <laughs> and, but instead of turning it into a bad thing, he went back in and he went into prayer and came up with, thank God. It was a blessing that emerged. There it was. There it was. Elaine, you just are a wealth of knowledge. And uh, how would you advise people today to stay centered? What are some practicals? Because I know. Practical things. Well, you know what I've been reading about. Uh, this whole global thing since John shook me up with that song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. all shook up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, um, I, I have some research I've been collecting, and I took one part of it today. Cities go Kyoto. Kyoto. Uh huh. And we yes. all know that the uh, Kyoto. Am I saying it right? James? Kyoto. That's right. Kyoto part of protocol was signed uh, by 162 
industrialized nations as of this February. We're the only nation that hasn't signed it. Did Britain come on? I believe it did. They finally came on? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Uh-huh. Do you think? I'm pretty sure. Well, they were holding out with the United States, but I do believe that there was some talk about them coming on. So, But we, uh, this wonderful article from the people who have gathered together this whole uh, movement for Kyoto, starts small. We don't see how powerful we can be, the head Tom Kelly director of the Kyoto USA says. Mm-hmm. The way to look at this is if I change, I can get my family to change mm-hmm. and influence my employees to change or my employer to change the way they do business or my religious institution or my kid's school. If I can get them to do anything, it will begin to snowball. Wow. You don't have to get everybody on board to make a difference. You have to get what we know as the critical mass, which is a small number of people heading in the right direction. And that's what's been happening all over the world with this this change because of the global warming threat. And I think that we're, we can see there a model if we just start ourselves. What we really hold ourselves and speak to ourselves and then others it will catch on. You it know, does. Good, good is just inflammatory. It, That's all there is to it. It's contagious. It catches yeah. on like wildfire. We said it, I think, last week or the week before. I want to repeat it because I think it's so important. The statistic that if every American home were to replace one light bulb with a compact one. fluorescent bulb, just one. One. Is that incredible? That would be the equivalent of removing one million cars off the road. So just go out, get a compact fluorescent bulb. They're two, three bucks, uh-huh. and do your part. And but imagine if you change more than one bulb in your house. Right. Do one for somebody yeah. you love. Especially on those outdoor lights that you leave on for a long time. It's just very simple things, yeah. but it can make such a powerful difference. It saves money too, so it's in enlightened self-interest, and it's such an easy thing for us to do. And if each of us promise ourselves today, we'll do it, and we'll tell someone else mm-hmm. that we did it. A That's compact. The way it goes fluorescent light bulb one mm-hmm. which now they've improved so much i right. think really? a lot of people are remembering old fluorescent yeah. lights and i was yeah. and you'd look so right. terrible yeah. but no and they've I'm, really they improved have a glow they have a yellow they have a normal glow now of a regular bulb and they just are they last 10 times longer and they just help reduce so all of us that are grandparents if we like bought a bulb for each one of our grandchildren oh, in our house idea. and i i've got it for my christmas list i'm gonna that's gonna be one of the things i put in my christmas packages for everybody i'm actually gonna buy them each one a bulb uh, along, I, I'll probably come up with something else. But, but I mean, <laughs> the, now there, there's a gift that keeps I, on giving, and the symbolicness it. of That's giving right. someone light, Turning light that saves life. I mean, I just think it's a brilliant idea, and I thank Jim. I, we want to each week, like one of the things I did in India was, you know, you have to use bottled water, and I realized how much water I run as I turn the spigot on and brush my teeth, and I now turn the spigot on and I turn it off. And, and that, if each one of us simply, consciously brushed our teeth twice a day, we'd save another tons and tons of the most. I think what a lot of people don't realize, in the next generation, water will be more valuable than oil. Mm-hmm. And on, on the world today, huge populations have not enough water. Yeah, make friends with Canadians. Is that <laughs> they got be a lot nice of water. to the be Canadians. Nice with well, it. yeah, and they're going <laughs> to... They got a lot of water. For They've North got America. a lot of water, and not so many people. Yes, we we're, we're going to be making amends with a lot of people in about the next ten years. We're going to be on our knees apologizing. It's I think about to time. it's about it's time. About, how you know? be- now that's a beautiful segue. Mm. 
It oh. is. And what, what are some other practices, Elaine, that we can stay centered? We, we turn on the news, and I love what my friend Michael Beckwith says, turn on the news in the morning, get your prayer list for the day, and turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what I do. If, when I turn it on, I say, okay, my prayers today go to Lebanon and to Israel, my, my love, right. my support, the light. I have no judgment. We don't help anybody by having a judgment. Nope. But, you know, when you see any domestic violence, you see any crime, you send love to all the people involved. You know, it just, uh, it was, I read the paper today, and and here's two uh, teenagers who were killed over in Oahu. And then the same day, a group coming just to honor them, and two of them killed. And you just think, oh, you know, that's a a whole day of prayer, just wrapping love around the families, the greatest loss. These are 15, 16, 17-year-olds. You know, and your heart just has here on beautiful Hawaii. But, you know, if you're sitting at home today feeling sorry for yourself, you can turn up your love light and say, you know, I want to send love to these families. I want to wash the love of God over them because that's got to be the toughest walk anybody's taken today. It sends chills down. I I just heard it yesterday morning, and it just sent chills down. And you can pray. You can pray. You can, and that's the daily word, Elaine, is pray. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over a million people uh, pray with the daily word every day. You can go online, Mm -hmm. uh, and the word is prayer. Prayer, the most important activity of my day, supports me in all I do. And I think it goes back to a lot of people pray from a place of fear and worry, and that doesn't help anybody. You want to turn on John Denver, get yourself in that wonderful place of awareness and love, and pray from that place of wholeness and and know that the people are whole and healthy and loved and you're you're just the embodiment of that tell us a little bit about your prayer life if you would be willing to because you are living everyone's dream i mean oh. i think oh. i told you are 85 years young no, I'm 81 darling 81 okay well i was <laughs> telling like this. no no but you look you look better than most of us at 40 oh no that. come on you're you are know, a beautiful woman. you walk up and your voice your wisdom you're gorgeous drop dead gorgeous not just gorgeous and people value your wisdom you, this is not something you picked up because I told him you were a television star, a radio, an entrepreneur. You you drove yourself. You know all about Taipei living, oh and you shifted. Mm-hmm. So tell us some steps well, that I we can take. I came to Maui for that very oh. purpose because <laughs> I, I said, what better place I could be in be in the water rather than in an office. Me mm-hmm. too. Oh, I but uh, I tell you, uh, it is you know intention is so important because when I tell everyone, they say I'm going to call you tomorrow. I say. Don't call me till after 9 because I do meditation until 9. So my morning is talking to God, listening to God, and then a prayer for the world. And whatever is going on, I know that I can just wrap my heart around it. For I think each one of us can teach ourselves, and then we are the teacher to others by the way we live our lives. And I've always, always, and Mary and... uh, Jim, you'll have a tickle over this. When I was um, three and a half years old, uh, I had a little sister born, and so I didn't think I was very important in the family. Mm. You know how firstborns are. They think they're all there is. Mm. And so I took the phone book, and I started out the front door while everybody was playing over the baby, and I walked for hours until they finally sent the police out looking for me. And I knew the phone book contained great depth because everybody was always looking in it. <laughs> so you took the phone took book, the not phone your dolly, book. not your favorite blanket. I'm Under, taking the yeah, phone book. Not a blanket, just the phone book. <laughs> that was when the yellow pages and the white pages were together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but my, 
my purpose was to go out there and see if I could help in the world. Nobody there you go. me at home. So that was that set the die. That is just a great Funny. story. Oh my goodness, I love it. So and then I uh, then I was caught the next year. So my parents said giving away half my clothes because I didn't need all those clothes and maybe my friends needed them. I still a little bit have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) So you actually just went to your little four-year-old girlfriends and said, here? Well, when they came to my house to play, I would open my my closets or Mm -hmm. my drawers and I'd say, you know, do you need anything like this? I don't need it that much. What a generous soul and you're still giving today. (laughs) Well, that's past life. I mean, you brought in past life wisdom when it shows up. I always, when I see these children today that are just amazing, some of those beautiful souls down at Unity, when they come in at the end of the service, my heart just goes, whoa. If you can't see God in them, That's you know, right. you need to stay it longer. Go see our prayer chaplains because yeah. you can see their wisdom, but they bring They're it in. They're not, you're not first so timers. <laughs> in the indigo children. Yes. Just, a lot of indigo children. Now. Just enlightened kids coming in. Yeah, almost all of them are, aren't they? All, all of them are coming in with a lot of light. And the world, it's about time. They're going to live in a different world. Oh, yeah. um, this internet that's instantly right. connects us. They can be anywhere at this moment. You know, and and what uh, Barbara Marks Hubbard shared with us two weeks ago, and Elaine, and I think you will appreciate this, we've come to a place where you can't win a war. And that's the shock. Mm -hmm. If if you had been alert, we would have maybe caught it in Vietnam, but we clearly see it in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. You cannot win the war. Mm -hmm. Each side is claiming they won it, Mm -hmm. but neither side has Mm -hmm. won the war. And it's obvious to anyone watching that uh, war will become obsolete because it's unwinnable. I mean, we've known it's obsolete because it makes a lot of enemies. You know, right. every time you know you drop a bomb, uh, you create maybe lifetime enemies. So, but but it actually can't be won. You know, and and so we have war on drugs, war on terror, war on uh, cigarettes, war on and and the shift that is about time is let's be for peace, let's be for plenty, let's be for a world that works. Let's and the family of man. I love. You know? And Nobody is different from us. We all come from the same source. We all know that. So why is it that we identify them as the bad guys? And, and John Denver, that other song, is a, and he talks about all the different people in the circle of life. Yeah. And and is a is a drunkard just a wise man who forgot his light? Mm-hmm. You know, and and just how each one of us is. A, connected and each one of us is a part of this great awakening well we could talk to you for totally forever uh we'll be calling you how long are you back on the island i'm uh, i'm leaving in an hour oh. to go over to honolulu <laughs> oh well what made me think that yeah yeah but i'm i'm, I'm back i'm staying here now Good. yes <laughs> and, and now you your your son got married recently a year or so ago yes. uh-huh. any anything now he has to come over here and it at uh, 51 surf a few days oh a year, my. so that's not bad. Oh, my. Well, we've got a couple in our church getting married last month. Of course, we had the big Deborah Lynn, Jerry Eiding wedding, oh, and yes. Marilyn Murphy, and, and how's this for Patrick Ryan? Could you imagine that? Whoa, Irish wedding. Ryan. A Murphy and a the Ryan. And that was one first. of the most fun weddings I've been at. But we've got two youngins, Jim Jacobson and Molly, are engaged now. <gasps> really, Jim? Yeah, it's really true. Wonderful. And Cliff Foreman and Evelyn Liu are oh. getting married in November, and they all met at Unity. So, oh. hey. <laughs> well, I guess you didn't. But we prayed for you, you, you there was a lot of prayer to, to, yeah, to bring prayer. that into my life. It was. It was so cool. Well, so love is in the air. Oh, it's wonderful. And focus on that. That's right. That's <laughs> focus. Right. I love it when people fall in love at church because you just feel it like these 
uh, uh, what do you call them, endorphins? endorphins they just yeah. flow out. And anybody <laughs> near them, I go, oh, let me stand near you. You know, just flows. You, you know, that endorphin rush. I just, I love it. It's yeah. contagious. You know, and it's actually the higher vibration. I think that's one of the wisdoms. Oh, it is. It's God stuff. Yeah, love is a much higher vibration. So hang out with people who at least got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine Willis, thank you so much. Oh. We'll be calling you again. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Take care, Elaine. Okay. Thank you Blessed so much. Day. Blessings Bye. to you. We got we got to take a break. Oh, but when we, we get come, to take a break, we we get to take a break. We we have to. We well, we are we're privileged so fortunate. To take a break. We've got uh, Premier Mortgage has got to be one of the finest mortgage companies on the planet. Um, anybody here that needs a loan, talk to Trish Morris. She's she knows how it works. And our new sponsor, Real Estate uh, Maui Style. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. And before we introduce our next guest, we just got the word the Pally is closed. Jake, do you know why it's closed or how long it's going to be closed for? I would imagine it's an accident. Could be, or they had a little fire the or, other day. Or a fire, so the Pally is closed, so... Enjoy where you are. Enjoy where you are, and, and uh, stay tuned. KOI will let you know when it opens up again. Jim, I was so impressed. Years and years ago, someone gave me a little cassette, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, a cassette that had been copied and copied and copied, <laughs> and it was um, four questions. It was called The Work, and I didn't have a clue. The woman lived in Barstow, so I really didn't have that much interest. My dad moved me to Barstow when we were three years old. Fortunately, he moved us out of there at three and a half, <laughs> but it never, except going to Las Vegas, I never got Barstow, and one of the really bright women on the planet, of course, the desert experience, woke up in Barstow. Mm-hmm. Her name is Byron Katie and uh, has been doing this support for people to also wake up and live a life of joyous peace. It's no dogma, four simple questions and a turnaround change your life. It's just inquiring about your thoughts that may be driving you crazy, it's making am- you sad. It's amazing work, and the name is so simple, The Work. Yeah. And it's really... I guess it is work when you first get introduced to it, Yeah. but it's so easy and important questions. Yes. So the work we have with us, Flavin Clayton, who is trained with Byron Katie, and uh, we started uh, just three weeks while I came home from India because I wanted to really share something that I knew I had used for years and works. And uh, Flavin came, and she's now going to be facilitating the work on the second and the fourth Mondays yeah. uh, while some of you are out watching... Um, 
Monday Night, Night Football. football. Uh, what's if that? you have a partner, you, what's Monday Night Football? football. Oh, the, football. I, I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> this you know, is Maui. You know, I'm going back to Kansas City in September, and already I have a, a big Chiefs party. I mean, Mary's coming to town. We're all going to get together and watch the Chiefs play. When you live in a town like <laughs> Kansas City, everybody. Football people, is the thing. Yeah. Everybody roots for one team. So it's not like I lived in Southern California where there's like 30 teams. Right. Anytime you're together in any kind of situation, everybody has a team. Yeah. Everybody. During church, everybody would come in and read. I mean, no afternoon events when the Chiefs yeah. played. You could go in any restaurant. You could shop anywhere in Kansas City if the Chiefs were playing. Empty. Well, my former hometown in Washington, D.C., the Washington same Redskins, thing. the same thing. Same thing. But in Maui, Maui uh, not so I much. I don't even use sports jerks yeah. anymore. It just goes right over. <laughs> maybe golf. It's the, it's maybe the six golf. or five hour time delay that it, That and, and the people have chosen Maui have chosen a different thing. And yeah, of course, the golfers are on the golf course, so they don't get my golf <laughs> jokes either. So I've just, I mean, I used to use sports metaphors to teach. I mean, they're so great, but no in Maui. So let's talk with Flavin. Flavin, thanks for coming in. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jim. Hi. Thanks. Uh, Flavin, what brought you to the work? Uh, well, I had, I had been involved with spirituality and self-help for 15 years, and I remember somebody uh, giving me a worksheet and doing a worksheet, and um, I'd even used it in my practice. But um, then my downstairs neighbor uh, handed me I Need Your Love, Is That True?, which is Byron Katie's <laughs> second book. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first book is Loving What Is, and um, she has some really short uh, snippets in there of her doing the work with people. And there was one on um, on uh, my husband uh, doesn't want to fix our relationship or something. And as I read this book, I realized um, that uh, what I had been doing in my own relationship, and it was so powerful for me. And even though I had known a little bit about her work, that reading that book uh, really made an impact. And then I think about two months later, I went to her school in L.A., her nine-day school in L.A. So uh, it, it had come in a little bit, same like you, but then when I really got into it, the impact was big. Well, we're delighted because maybe for people who aren't familiar, it's so simple, but describe it. It's so powerful. It's so powerful, and it's just a simple process of inquiry that involves writing down your stressful thoughts of your life on a worksheet and then investigating the statements you've written using four penetrating questions and what Katie calls a turnaround. And um, and a stressful thought would be, my husband ought to change so I could be happy. Exactly. And boy, don't a lot of us listening have worked on that one. Somebody should do something different so exactly. I could be happy. As if we yeah. could change them. I mean, that's the first big lie. We could, but... That even that we'd be happy if they did change. I mean, I love what she does. You start inquiring that he, you may not be happy. He right. may change, and you still may not be happy. Right. So, so tell us what the actual work is in this question. Um, well, the work is um, writing down your stressful thoughts and then um, inquiring about them. Okay. And um, the thing that uh, I just recently heard, which was great, is that we kind of already do this process naturally. Mm-hmm. It's kind of those aha moments that we have. Mm-hmm. So the work actually lives in us. It's mm-hmm. just that Katie has um, put it into words mm-hmm. and a form that's easy to use. It makes it easy for us to access and, and have those ahas more frequently. Right, exactly. Yeah. And a little bit about Katie's story, uh, some of you may know, is that she was... Uh, she had a, a cockroach that uh, crawled over her foot, and she was laying on the floor of a halfway house. And uh, she wasn't even up in the bed because she didn't even feel worthy enough to be laying in the bed. Mm. And um, 
in that moment, she experienced an awakening that she hadn't previously experienced. And prior to that, she had been um, uh, full of uh, self-doubt, low self-esteem, depression, rage. And in that moment, she, she you know, uh, what happened is that she realized that when she believed what she thought, she suffered. And um, so this cockroach gave her a lot of stress. Yeah, and Obviously. so and yeah, and so um she thought as she went through this internal process of realizing that her thoughts were what was making her suffering, mm-hmm. as she began to question it, um it if she would put it into words, it started to sound like what if it was true? Mm. What if this is uh um and what if it's, you know, is it true? Can I absolutely know that it's true? And um how do I react when I think this thought? So if I have a thought, my boss doesn't appreciate me. Mm-hmm. And boy, we probably talk to our friends about it. We build a case on all the ways he doesn't appreciate or she doesn't appreciate us. But without ever asking the question, is it true? Is it true? My boss doesn't. And, and, and what I like is you write it down. Right. I think the key to slowing the mind down, which, which is very fast, and it'll try to just get you out of it, but instead of getting the aha, is you slow it down by, is it true? You put it into form so that your mind can't keep tricking you and playing with it. Yeah. And the first reaction when I do the work was, yeah, it's true. And then yeah. that's where the second question comes. Or, you know, is it really, how do you know Can it's you true? absolutely yeah. know that it's true? Can yeah. you absolutely know? And then you start using sort of the, the things that we all learned in school and t- test taking. It, you know, it must be true in all situations. Otherwise, it's not. Tr- mm. Can't always be true. And then you realize, okay, maybe it's not true. Mm. And that starts to break down the mental process to yeah, exactly. open yourself up to the rest of the work. And it may be partially true or not. But the next question, the third one, then what happens to me and what do I do? Well, I show him. I show up late. I, you know, when he pays me what I'm worth, I'll... You know, and and you see what you and do. And how do I feel when oh. I'm thinking this thought? Mm-hmm. You know, that's such. You know, how do I react? How do I feel inside? And then, how do I react from those feelings? And anytime you have a stressful thought, that's your minute. Write it down. Even yeah. if you can't do it right then, yeah. I put it right in my day timer. Because sometimes I'm in a flow. I'll be in a meeting, and I'll have a, yeah. and I ju- I know because something in my body doesn't feel comfortable, even though I I haven't caught the thought. Something went on of my body. It's which your I had barometer. To first. Yeah, I had it's to your gauge. First, but I missed it, and the body starts to do yeah. something. Yeah, write it down so when I get home at night, I pull it out. You don't want to go to bed with these unex- unexamined. The unexamined life is not worth living. Mm-hmm. Living, I think that was Socrates, mm-hmm. and she gives you a simple tool. So what happens in my body again? To slow. Have you noticed when you're working with people, just to slow them down mm-hmm. enough to many people don't even pay attention. I didn't for years to pay attention. Right. Just go eat something, you know, take a drink, <laughs> call a friend, get the story going, but staying with your yeah. body. And yeah. that's Eckhart Tolle. It's no surprise that he's the one of her body. friends because he says, watch your pain body mm. and don't give it a story. Mm. Watch it. Do. I, I went through three weeks of nauseous, and, you know, it finally let go, but I didn't give it a story. I didn't do the old drama thing. Somebody did something. I watched it, and it totally was gone. Mm. I mean, it doesn't even come. Once the pain body is gone, it's gone. It's like you're, when cancer's out of your body, you don't have it. Mm. Yeah. So the fourth question. And the fourth question is, who would you be without this thought? Wow. My boss doesn't appreciate me, upsets my stomach, makes me not want to go to work, makes me... What if I stood in front of my boss without the thought? Yeah. And... 
And, and what would she, I be? And, what would I be? And then what does she say? I'm not telling you to give up the thought. I'm no. just keep it if you want it. But-